Broadcasting from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, it's time for Dental Law Radio. Dental Law Radio is brought to you by Oberman Law Firm, a leading dental-centric law firm serving dental clients on a local, regional, and national basis. Now, here's your host, Stuart Oberman. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dental Law Radio. Well, this is going to be sort of part two. Last week, we spoke about how to hire an employee and some of the things that you need to include in the new hire package. And I mentioned then that it's easy to get married. It is tough to get divorced. Well, today we're going to get divorced. We're going to talk about what you need to know when you terminate an employee. And we get these calls all the time. What do I need to know? What do I need to do? How do I need to do it? And where are my pitfalls? And I will tell you, your biggest pitfall is not having the documentation up front and then not having a plan when you plan to terminate. And in today's world, firing an employee is complex and challenging. You have a lot of scenarios wrongful termination, discrimination issues, willful willful termination, quitting, resigning. So before you even think about firing an employee, and it will not take you long to figure out that you need to fire an employee when you make up your mind to do it, those signs of a lot of times are already there. So again, the process is complex and challenging. And then how to end the, the termination is often the most difficult part. But I want to take a look at some key steps that you need to look at when you involuntarily terminate. Not a resignation, not those kind of things, but when you've got to make the hard decision is I'm cutting you loose. Now I've got to make a plan to do it. So first and foremost, you've got to document the process. You have to create a plan. What is your strategy for termination? We're going to get into that. Who do you communicate the termination to with your key staff members? There are some people in your office you never want to tell you're terminating someone because that person will find out in 15 minutes. So you have to understand who and what positions you notify And then one thing you have to do is notify your IT administrator or your provider. And we're going to go into that in a little bit because that is a key, key process. So documenting the separation of employment process is very difficult. And I will always say, and I've said it in the past, and when I talk to the dental schools, talk about things in writing, if it's not in writing, it never happened. If it's not in writing, it was never procedure. And if it was not in writing, it was never a process. So what happens is when you compile detailed documentation that shows you followed the company policy through the discipline and termination process, you were already ahead of the game. Now, that's assuming that you have a process. So if we're talking about all this and you don't have an employee manual or process for terminating, that's your first step. What does your employee manual say? How detailed is it? 
If you have an employee manual that has no instructions, just 20 pages, I would urge you to shred it. Call us and get you another employee manual because that is a, a key denominator in this whole process here. So you have to figure out what's your effective date of the, of the termination and record it. What day did this happen? I do not want you to rely on text. Me- well, you know, we have a text message that says, you know, they were fired on, you know, August 1st. No, 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 no. That's not going to get it. Did you document the termination, supporting details? Did you have performance reviews? Did you have a warning and discipline action or process? Did you provide an official termination letter to the employee, including the date of termination? And did you outline the benefits? Now, I'm not talking about a 36-page letter to the employee, but something in your file documenting that they received notice and here is the separation notice and then here is what's going to take place benefit-wise. So one one key area is that when you fire an employee, you got a void. Who's going to fill that position void? Well, we'll get around to it. Can't do that. You already got to have a plan in place once that employee is fired. And when you make the plan, you've got to outline the process and functions of that employee's responsibility. Who's going to take over that? Because statistically, you as a dental practice owner spend more time in the chair with the patient contact-wise than any other profession face-to-face. You do not have the time to do this as an afterthought. So, what happens is, is that when you terminate, again, you've got to figure out what are the key steps that I'm going to talk to my employees about. Do you have an HR reporting process? Who is that person they're going to talk to? What is the procedure? Do you have a benefits person? Do you have a CFO who they need to talk to? One of the most important things I want to mention right now is your I. T person, whether they are in-house or whether they are third party. When you make the decision to terminate an employee, one of the first people you're going to call or should call and sit down with and talk to is your IT person. You've got to outline what access that employee has, what access they will not have. How do you cancel the computer? How do you get their phone systems back to the office, if you will? What is on their cell phone? How do you disable passwords? How do you block access? So many employees in today's world have access after hours. How do you block that record? How do you determine whether or not that employee has downloaded your confidential information? Again, you must have a non-disclosure agreement and a confidentiality agreement like we discussed in part one of this podcast. How do you delete the phone messages off their phone? Where do you go with the data? That's absolutely critical. This, this is one of the most important steps that you can do because as soon as you, as soon as you terminate that employee, there are times you're going to have to do it over the phone. There are some cases, there's just no way around that. 
And I will tell you when that person hangs up on the other end that you've terminated, I will tell you they're going to go right to their computer and you need to shut off access immediately. Now, what protocols do you follow? Well, I don't have any protocols. You got our protocols. What's the separation package look like? Do you have a termination letter? What are the benefits? What's related paperwork? Who is going to be their contact in HR? Do you want that former employee calling you and asking you for information? Of course not. One of the things you've got to take a look at also critically from an employment law standpoint is what money do you owe them or bonuses after they are terminated? I hear so many times, well, you know, Dr. Smith did some really, really, really bad dental work. I'm going to withhold about $4,000 from his pay because I know there's going to be recalls, redos, remakes. Wrong. You cannot hold money like that. Now, if you have an employment contract that states that you can withhold a certain amount of money for a certain period of time, that's a different scenario versus you're a lousy employee. You're creating me, you're going to cause me money after you leave. And I'm just going to withhold money from your paycheck. That will get you in trouble really quick with the federal and state department of labor. So on that employee's final paycheck, my strong recommendation is you evaluate the final amounts and you determine what that final amount is. If you're going to withhold any type of compensation, you better have a really, really good reason. Now, one thing to consider also from a, a benefit standpoint, does your policy manual say that they're entitled to unused vacation, sick time, PTO time? What does your manual say? Well, it doesn't say anything. The, I don't have that information. That is a very very poignant sticking point. When that person retires, all that has to be outlined. You cannot wait to do this or decide this or make sort of unrash decisions after they're terminated. So before that employee is terminated, somehow, some way, you need to make sure you've got their updated contact information. One thing that absolutely drives me crazy is that employees or our doctors a lot of times will have a, I'll use the word Gmail accounts, Yahoo accounts, Comcast account. And it's not to single out any, any of those companies. But what happens is, is that the employees have their own accounts. And what happens is also they change their passwords without telling our doctors or employers on those accounts. From an IT standpoint, once that termination takes place, I will tell you point blank, you're going to lose access to that employee's email address because they've changed the password. And now you are at their ransom What's going to happen if that employee somehow puts the Facebook account in their name? Is there a procedure for that? What does your IT company say? 
Do you even have an IT company? These are the things that you'll be long litigating items after the termination process if you do not have it squared away. Now, I would urge you to have an email address that is tied to your website and not separate Gmail accounts. Again, there's nothing wrong with Gmail accounts, but it is very difficult if everyone has their own separate island in a dental practice or any kind of employment. So you've got to start notifying patients that this person is no longer there, and they're going to ask why. And you've got to develop the company policy as to why they are not there, which is very short, sweet, to the point. You never, ever give away details. You never tell exactly why. I don't care what the situation is. But it's got to be across the company lines. So one of the things we also need to take a look at is keeping employee records. You must have a secure centralized HR to house the employee records. Never, ever, ever in your lifetime do you have employees that have control of their own personnel files because what will happen is when they leave, I will guarantee you that those files are gone. So do you have backup files? Who has access to your backup files? Are you using iCloud storage? Are these records safe from interruption, natural disasters, fires, whatever it may be? These are all contingencies. And again, I cannot stress this enough where you have to have total, total strict confidentiality with this documentation as to the employees are concerned. So those are just really a couple of things that we want to do as far as the termination process. It is very complex. Do you want to have a severance? That's a whole nother conversation. That's a whole nother day. How much do you want to pay? Well, I don't want to pay them anything. I will tell you there are sometimes it is cheaper to get rid of employees with a monetary substance and a full release of liability and a separation notice depending on their age will depend on what kind of document that looks like, what's the requirements. But again, it is so much easier to get married than it is divorced, and you've got to have these records in order to ensure a smooth transition in the termination process, and it can get rocky, folks. We're, as a firm, we're on both sides of that fence. We will represent the employees, and we will represent the employers. So we get really both sides of that avenue, so we get a pretty good look as as to what's should be there or should not be there. Well, folks, thank you for joining us today. Two-part series, hiring checklist, and what you need to know to terminate employees. Critical steps, you need both. Thank you again. If you need to reach out to us, please feel free to reach out to me at stuart at overmalaw.com, 770-886-2400. And we will see you soon on the radio.